Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will use this city as a tool of witness in the lives of those who are struggling to live godly for you. I pray that it will bring deliverance and set the captive free. Lord, as it goes beyond the prison walls, the highway and byways, that it will compel those to come unto you. Lord, those that are struggling, that they'll begin to live victoriously. And Lord, when that race is over and it is all finished, Lord, they can come unto you and you will say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name. In the book of Genesis, which is known as the book of beginnings, the sixth chapter, verses five, and I'll quit when I quit. Also, Genesis 9, 11 through 17, and then Numbers 23 and 19. In the book of Genesis, the sixth chapter, starting at verse number five, the Bible says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of thoughts of his heart was only evil continually and it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart and the Lord said I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air for it repenteth me that I have made man or I have made them verse number eight but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Somebody say, say thank God for grace. <laughs> he found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And then it says, these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and a perfect in his generation. And Noah walked with God. And Noah begot three sons, Sham, Ham, and Japheth. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shall thou make in the ark, and shall pitch it within and without. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make it of. The length of the ark shall be there 300 cubits, the breadth of it 45 cubits, and the height of it 30 cubits. A window shall thou make to the ark, and in the cubits shall thou fashion it above and the door of the ark shall thou set in the side thereof where with lower second and third stories thou shalt make it and behold i even i do bring a flood of water upon the earth to destroy all flesh wherein the breath of life from under heaven and everything that is in the earth shall die verse 18 but with thee will i establish my covenant and thou shalt come into the ark thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy sons wives with thee and he says but with thee will i establish my promise another word if you would also genesis 9 verse 11 and i will establish my promise it says covenant with you neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of a flood neither shall there any more be a flood to destroy the earth 
And God said, this is the token of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I do set my bow in the cloud and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. It shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the waters shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. And the bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it, that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, this is the token of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. Last scripture in your hearing in the book of Numbers. Numbers, the 23rd chapter, verse number 19. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Have he said and shall he not do it or have he spoken and shall he not make it good? Eternal God, we are grateful for the people that stood for the reading of the word of God. Now may this word convict, convince and convert the hearer. Let us this day not just be a hearer of the word, but let us be a doer of it. And Lord, if you would be so kind and gracious, please lend me your anointing. Because it's through your anointing that yokes are broken and chains and fetters are destroyed. And Lord, when people are delivered, when people are set free, when people are filled with your spirit, We'll remember to give you the glory, the honor, and all of the praise. Let everyone say in Jesus' name, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Have he said, and shall he not do it? Or have he spoken, and shall he not make it good? I want to minister to you in the remaining time that I have from this thought. What God promised, he will do. What God promised, he will do. So we might need to look at what is it when we say the word promise. What does it really mean? Uh, A promise is a declaration that one will do or refrain from doing something specified. So here we have it. God's announcement of his plan of salvation and blessings to his people as one of the unifying themes woven throughout the Old and the New Testament. God has made, just in case you're not aware of it, but it's approximately 500,000 conditional promises to us in his word. What a conditional promise means is he says to you, if you will just do this, I'll do that. And so we have now approximately 500 or 5,000 promises in the word of God to us as a people. You see, see, God is dependable. His promises are sure. Believe them, claim them, declare them, and live by them. We can either believe and receive, or we can doubt and be without. So whatever God has promised to you, 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 and you, in the light of day, don't begin to doubt him when things begin to look dark in your life. The promises of God, they, they reveal a particular and an eternal purpose to which he is unchangeably committed and upon which the believer can stand flat-footed on. The Bible is full of promises of our creator to provide and deliver. Now, just by way of going back to provide and deliver, well, we 
we, we just used and we looked at the life of one man. Uh, his name is Noah. Go, go back to Genesis 6. I want to go back there because here we find there is going to be a covenant or a promise that's going to be made. If you would, in Genesis, the sixth chapter, verse number five, please read. And God saw the wickedness of man. And wait, wait a minute, because somebody might miss this. It says, and what? And God saw. Stop. The- and God saw. So you know what that tells me? That God is looking down upon us. No, 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 no. You need to get it right. He, he's not sitting there like up in heaven and has this tablet and has Gerald Haynes. I'm going to see what he's doing today. Oh, he did that. No, not like that. See, that's the kind of mindset that we have of God. That, that everything we do wrong, he's just tallying it up. No, he keeps good records. And he knows when you come up out of sin. And he knows when you're strictly living for him. He knows all of that. But I just want you to see that the Bible says that God saw. He saw what? That the wickedness of man was great in the earth. That the wickedness of man was great in the earth. Starting to sound familiar. Kind of sound like today in the 21st century. Read. And that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart. Every imagination of his heart was what? Only evil continually. On evil continually. You know what that means? 24-7, 365 days a year. And if it's a leap, you add that. They were thinking evil thoughts. All you've got to do is turn on the TV and you'll see it come live and in living color right into your home if you're watching it like that. And the Lord said. And the Lord what? Said. So he does speak to his people. He said what? I will destroy man. I will destroy man. Whom I have created from the face of the earth. Now, listen, you have to understand when we use the word repentance here, it's like, not like how we repent. You know, we repent because we've done some bad stuff. We've done some sinful stuff. When it says that God repented here, it just means he has a change of mind. Read. Sorry, Pastor, I skipped one. No, not a problem. And it repented the Lord. And it repented the Lord. That he had made man. That he had made man. On the earth. On the earth. And it grieved him it at his heart. Listen, we do some stuff that cause God to be grieved in his heart. Oh, no, I mean, you don't believe it, but there's some stuff that you're involved in right now. You're grieving God. You know why? Because he says you know better. The Bible says he didn't know to do good and do it not. To him it is. Talk back to the preacher. And you know it, and you're still doing it. And so you know what he said? He said, oh, that's grieving me. That disturbs me. You know, because there's some things that people do in life when they get older and they grown and on their own, but you know good and well your mama ain't raised you like that. Your daddy ain't raised you like that. And you know when you do it, there's a conviction. But there's also a grief in that parent's heart. And the Lord said. And the Lord said. I will destroy man. I will destroy man. From whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air. For it repented me that I had made them. He said, you know what? I'm the whole ball of wax. I just want to do away with it. But Noah found grace in but the eyes of Noah, the Lord. Noah, listen here. Even in a perverse and a dark generation that we're living in, the culture that we live in now, it tells us if it makes you feel good, baby, do it. Anything you want to do, you want to blow a joint, you want to drink, you name it. They say if it makes you feel good, you do it. He said because of that spirit and that attitude, I want to take and destroy everything and start from scratch. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations and Noah walked with God. Even in that perverse generation, Noah walked with God. And and you know the story, the biblical account. It was 120 
years to build the ark. I don't think it took 120 years. I think God in his long suffering and patience said, you know what? I'm going to give them a space to repent. 120 years. They saw him working on it every day. knocking knocking but guess what they didn't repent just like some of us right now we know we need to repent turn away from our sins and 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 god is gracious he's giving us a space to repent every day we live he gives us a space space gives us a 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 space get uh uh-oh we ran out of time the proverbial hourglass was turned over and every granule now is hit the bottom. Now you have no more time. Let me say this. However you leave here, my brothers and sisters, guests and visitors, that's how you will stand before the Lord. That should shake us. But some of us, we have gotten so comfortable now in our sin. It's not registering. You know, it's like, and this is an experiment. Y'all know y'all have done it in school. They take a frog, they put him in water, and they gradually turn the heat up. But because he's been in there and has been comfortable, He's not realizing that the water is now beginning to heat up. And you would think because he has the propensity to leap up out of there. But what he does is he stays there. And the water is getting warmer and warmer and warmer until guess what? We have him boiled frog. You know that? That's us. We stay in sin so long we don't realize the effect that is having on us. As And Noah begat three sons. Noah begat three sons. Sham, Ham, and Japheth. I promise you, whether they make it to glory or not, they had a good role model, and it wasn't a rapper. They had a good role model. It wasn't no TV star. They had a good a role model that was great, that lived the life before them. See, that's where God's going to say, pump the brakes. Stop it. Don't give me no excuse. I had you in a home where you had values and morals. I raised you. I had you to be raised up in a person, a man, a woman that believed the scripture. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. And no matter how far you strayed, they stood flat-footed on what the scripture said. Gonna have no excuses in heaven? No, no, not one. He had these three sons, Ham, Shem, and Japheth. Now, go over also to Genesis 8 and read. And God spake unto Noah and to his sons with him, saying, And I, behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your seed after you. Now, one thing about the Lord, his promises that he promised us, if we live righteously he will include and engraft our seed that means our children so he said i don't i don't only made this and established this with you but your three sons and with every living creature that is with you of the fowl of the cattle and of every beast of the earth with you from all that go out of the ark to every beast of the earth. This promise is made to all of them. Read. And I will establish my covenant with you. Mm-hmm. Neither shall all flesh be cut off anymore by the waters of a flood. L- listen, I don't know if you watch the news. In parts of the, our country, there are floods, devastating floods, floods that are washing away homes, washing away cars. You see the cars moving down. But one thing that I know for sure, whether it be a flood or whether it be a tsunami, I don't care how it looks, 
God said, I'll never destroy this earth again by water. Neither shall there be any more a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the token of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I do set my bow in the clouds. Now, now this is what he says. I'm establishing this covenant with you. And, and I'm going to give you a token. I'm going to put a bow in the clouds. Now, how many of you know that God is a promise keeper? And so if you would just continue to go through this, he just gives them reminders. But then he says, what I'm going to do to remind you, and just in case I forget, it'll make me remember what I said I will do for you. He said, I'm going to put my bow in the clouds. And when you see it, you'll remember I'm a promise keeper. Now, how many of you have ever seen? Now, I need some audience reports. Participation in here, please. I need everybody in their brother. If you ever seen a rainbow, raise your hand high. Now, now keep them hands up. Keep, I, I need you to keep them up. Every, Mother Bess even got her hand up. She done seen a lot of rainbows, y'all. God bless you. Put your hands down. I said that to say, God says, I'm going to do this for you and for the next generation and a generation after that and a generation after that. And every last one of y'all, y'all attest that y'all have seen a rainbow. And so what that rainbow says, although it happened way back in the day, the promise is still good. (laughs) It's still good. What God promised he will do, he's going to do it. There's another man in the Bible. In Genesis 12 chapter, and I won't uh, take too much time, but you know there's a, a man by the name of Abraham that God established and gave him a promise. And God told him to do some things. In Genesis the 12th chapter, looking at verse number 1, the Bible says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. Don't forget that God, the creator that we serve, he provides and he also delivers. We found how he provided for this man by the name of Noah. He provided for him a ship, an ark to be built. Now, one thing I didn't go into was the dimensions of the ark. But you know, if you read it, it's 300 uh, cubic feet long. What that is, is 45, 450 feet long. Uh, Anybody ever been to a, a, a football game? Usually, football fields are 100 feet long. So that means it's four football fields and a half long. God meant for a lot of things to go on there. It would have been people, but their heart was hard. He had enough room on that ark. And and then I I meant to make the note that he told him, I want you to go and build it out of gopher wood. Somebody said, that's a specific wood. I don't know where people pick this up, that the devil is in the details. No, my brother, no, my sister, guests and visitors. God is in the details. God gave him specific details how to build the ark. He said, I want you to build it with gopher wood, and I want you to pitch it with from out and from within. I, and let me say this. Had Noah said, you know what? I think I could save the Lord a little bit of money instead of gopher wood. Let, let me get me some, some panel wood. See, it was because of the special detail instructions that he gave Noah that Noah obeyed, not like some of us. You know, we had to do it our own way. But what he did, he did just what he said. Go for wood, pitch it from out and forth in. And they tell me that that caused what we know as buoyancy. Buoyancy is what causes a ship to stay afloat. You ever wonder how a ship could be made of all of this metal and steel and float? Because it is the buoyancy. It's certain things that they had to do to make sure that it sailed. So here we find it. 
that God gave him special detailed instructions about a provision and to deliver. Somebody said, that sounds like the plan of salvation. Oh, we're going to get to it in a minute. But here's their version of the plan of salvation. Build me a boat. I want you to build it with gopher wood. Pitch it from without and within. And by the way, I want it to have three stories. <laughs> And I only have one door. My Lord. Even back then, he was saying there's only one way, one way to God. You can only go through the one door. You come up any other way, you're a thief and a robber. Three stories. wonder could that be previews of we need to first repent of our sins. Second story, be baptized in Jesus' name. Third story, be filled with the Holy I don't know. I'm just saying. But now, now, now we have a man by the name of Abraham. God speaks to him, tells him, listen, this is how you were raised. His father raised him to be an idol worshiper. And that's why saints, please, we're going to have, and, and I said this once, but it's worth reiterating. We're going to have some folk that's coming in this ministry. They're not going to look like y'all. They haven't been raised like y'all. They don't have church etiquette. They don't have church manners. All they know, I'm going to church. Some of them never will have ever stepped in the door of a church. This will be their first time. And all they need is the love of Jesus. <laughs> All they need to know is that somebody loves them enough right where they are. So he says, I know your background. You used to be an idol worshiper, but I want you to leave your family, leave your kindred, leave your land, and come to a place that I will show you. Somebody say will. You know what that means? It hadn't happened. It didn't happen yet. So that means that Abraham had to have some measure of faith. I truly believe every last person in here has a measure of faith. I know somebody here disputing it. I'm going to show you how you have faith. Again, some people that just never really been in the church and never, you know what they do? First thing they do is sit in these chairs. Wait a minute. Sound like that took faith to do that. I didn't see you inspect this chair this morning when you came in? Let me see if it's sturdy enough. You know I got me some weight on me. No, uh-uh. They sat right in that chair. Why? Because they had faith. The Bible says every man is melt, met is dealt a measure of faith. You all have it, but you don't exercise, especially when it comes to God. If you continue to follow it, he says that I'm going to make you a father of many nations. Last I heard to be a father, you at least had to have one child. As they say in North Carolina, he ain't had near one. Not one child, but he said he's going to be the father of nations. How's that going to be? Because somewhere in his walk with God, he's going to believe God for what God said. God promised him. He said, your, sand, your children will be as the sand of the sea in Nubral. The sky, you can't even count it. He was 100 years old when the promised seed was given to him. I'm simply saying to you, that this message is not just to be heard, but it is to be lived out. God's word is the ultimate source of truth. And God is faithful to fulfill all of his promises. Somebody ought to put a period there and say, amen. I'm telling he's for faithful to fulfill all of his promises to us. We can rest assured that out of approximately 5,000 promises that he has made, not one of them will he fail to bring to fruition. So declare it, proclaim it, and live your life according to them. Listen, I need to declare it. I need to proclaim those things over my life. I'm talking about freedom from addiction. There's somebody in here right now, you're struggling with an addiction. Now, listen, I don't know what substance it may be. It might just be simply uh, chewing tobacco. You know, you need a, a chew. He can deliver you from that. Smoking. He can deliver you from, you don't need the patch. You need Christ. <laughs> you see, it, it, whatever it is, you, you need to declare it. You need to proclaim it. 
What about deliverance over sin and its evil? You can be delivered from it. What about financial provisions? I thought everybody would be jumping up, running around the church on that. He can, he can do that for you. He can be hope for the hopeless and even overcoming depression. Listen, don't tell me no more that saints can't get depressed. Yes, they can. I done seen them, done visited with them and talked to them. Saints can get depressed. Y'all got that deer in the headlight look. No, not the saints of God. Yes, the saints of God can get depressed if they don't stay tied up, tangled up in Jesus. You can find yourself getting depressed. I'm telling you right now, I... I'm going to start fasting from the news. It depresses me. I'm telling you, no good thing. I mean, every time you turn the news on, somebody getting shot, some police shooting somebody, some police getting shot. So, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. We can become depressed. But guess what? We can become we can become an overcomer of that depression. You know why? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Come on now. He said, that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. That's in Isaiah 26 and 3. Proverbs 1 and 33 says, but whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quieted from the fear of evil. Joshua 1 and 9 says, have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage and be not afraid. Neither be thou dismayed for the Lord thy God is with thee. Whithersoever thou goest, Exodus 14 and 14 says, the Lord shall fight for you and ye shall hold your peace. And that's a hard one for some of us. <laughs> you know, you get us cranked up and it don't matter if the Lord was going to take up for us. And I got this, Lord. You just what you think you're going to do. He said, hush, hold your peace. I'll fight your battle. Isaiah 40 and 29 says, he giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might. He increases strength. Isaiah 40 and 31 says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Isaiah 41 and 10 says, fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God, and I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Isaiah 41 and 13 says, for the Lord thy God will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, fear not, I will help thee. Isaiah 43 and 2 says, when thou passest through the waters, I'll be there. <laughs> Hallelujah. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shall not be burned. Reminds me of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They came out of that fiery furnace smoke-free. <laughs> Some of us need to be there. Smoke. They didn't smell like smoke. I'm going to tell you now. Pass it on smoke. But Lord, I cannot stand to go into the quick shop. Because when I come out, my wife said, mm, you smell like smoke. Guess what? He said, you'll go through the fire and not be burned. You won't even smell like where you've been. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. He says in Isaiah 43 and 3, for I am thy Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. And that's in part. And James 1 and 5 says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that he give it to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given. 
James 4 and 7, submit thyself unto God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Uh, some of us not resisting. Mm-mm. We just giving in. We just saying, up. Oh, I slipped this time. Oh, you got to stop it. Second Chronicles 7 and 14. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. And ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. And then there was one part that I missed. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. Isaiah 40, 29 through 31. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Again, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. In Numbers 23 and 19, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Have he said and shall he not do it? Or have he spoken and shall he not make it good? John 14 and 27 says, peace I leave with ye. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world give, I give you. Psalms 29 and 10. The Lord give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Let not your heart be troubled. Because this God that we talked about, the same way he gave provision for salvation in the beginning, he's given it now. And you know that he said to Peter in Acts 2 and 37. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. He said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? What shall we do? You know, we done made a mess of our life. My life is tore up from the floor. What, what can I do about it? In the 38th verse, he says, then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sin, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Then he says this, for the promise, somebody say, he's still talking about the promise for the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are far off even as many as the lord our god shall call and with many other words did he exalt them saying save yourself from this untoward generation mama can't save you daddy can't save you you got to put some skin in the game you got to walk to an altar and you got to have a talk with jesus let not your heart be troubled neither let it be afraid did not the lord say he will never leave you nor forsake you isn't he the one who started the good work in you and he is able to complete it so don't you worry don't you fret because the god we serve is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think and watch this is according to the power that worketh within you Promise is still good. Thank you, Father. I got to give you thanks. Because, Lord, everything that you have done, I didn't look at it now. I thank you, Lord, for the release of every chain. Everywhere I go, God, I got to give you praise. Because you have heard my cry. We have been smothered by the grace of God, and it has brought us joy. Therefore, Lord, we was able to make a joyful noise in this city. We have learned to forgive. And with that in mind, God, I just can't stop praising you. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise. Amen.